Welcome to Time with Flora, where we talk, learn and grow together. So this week is International Coaching Week, and I'm joined by my guest and fellow coach, Sochi Ilomechina. I have been coaching, actually. Well, I didn't start off with coaching, obviously, but um, I've been coaching for about seven years. Um, it's I enjoy, I work with teams, I work with individuals, especially individuals in transition, and I absolutely love watching the transformation of people. Um, basically seeing that light bulb go off in their head is so powerful for me. Um, some fun stuff about me. I love theater. I really love stage, you know, live theater. So Broadway, West End, I enjoy them. I'm passionate about them. I used to be a bit of an actress in my, in my university days. Um, and I love animals. So that's just pretty much me in a nutshell. Now, there was one thing that you said. Of, of course... You didn't start off, off as a coach. That was an interesting thing to say. Explain. Mm. Um, well, what I've found, actually, um, especially in Nigeria, is that coaching, and I think in many parts, but let me speak to you know the Nigerian context, I've noticed that many coaches have developed this as a second career. Um, they somewhat discover it as they go along so they start up in, in one field and then they somehow branch into it so I started off actually in health education well actually rather I studied health education so I did quite a bit in the area of um, you know cancer education preventative medicine that sort of thing and that was when I was in the U.S. and when I came back to Nigeria I really did more in the area of I worked in SMEs and startup organizations and I did a lot of business development, sales training, and so on. And that's when I, so I really actually started doing a lot of training. So I enjoy engaging with people, passing on knowledge, which is why I did health education, because it was about passing on knowledge, developing people. But then somehow I just kind of stumbled into coaching through research, hearing about, you know, the transformation that people were experiencing. So it did come along as I, as I grew in my career. What has been your most career-defining moment and, and what did that change do for you? So, um, so yeah, I had always been sort of... So the organization I work with, I mean, when I joined, we started off with training and team building and, you know, just really about developing individuals taking them from where they are to where they need to be and I think it was there that I started to actually be curious I heard about coaching and I'm okay what is this coaching about I actually ordered a book I can't remember some an online book or so about what coaching is the definition and I kind of if really I found it quite interesting so at the time my uh, my MD was going for a coach training program in the UK. And she said, okay, so because she had signed up for the program, she had invited me to, you know, she could bring a guest. And so I went in for the first, so she could bring a guest for the first module. So it was a three modular program. So she could bring a guest for the first module of the program, just to get a feel for it and what this is all about. And I believe that was when, you know, the change happened for me because it was just a complete mindset shift. It was then I really discovered what coaching is and what it could do for people and what it could and what it even did for me. So it was just about unlocking and what I did in just a three-day program 
was just really about unlocking my mindset, unlocking the the, the chains really that I that were holding me back. And it's not like I was they were unlocked and that was the end. I was free to run wild. No, I mean. I actually understood more and there was a, a greater level of awareness around that and just how the power of the mind and how the mind can control you. And it just really opened my eyes to what I was doing to myself and how I was limiting myself. And it was at that point I was like, no, okay, I have to complete this program. And it was, I could feel the change in me. I could feel a lot of things that I was terrified of doing um, that I told myself I couldn't do, I realized, of course, it was just me telling myself. And even like, for example, even speaking at this, you know, at this podcast, I would never, you know, prior to the training, I've ever thought about it. Oh, who would want to listen to me? You know, that sort of thing. So I just really realized how I was limiting myself and how I was limiting my my, my thinking. And it really just you know, when I saw the impact it had on me and when I practiced it with the people, when I coached, you know, because of course during the training we had to practice and, you know, coach other people. And when I could see some of these light bulb moments and some of the awareness I was helping people create, it was like, wow, this thing actually really works. And so that was really for me a shift in that, okay, so I have to grow this further. I have to do, you know, make this a part of my being. And it has also impacted me on different aspects of my life. I mean, health challenges, family challenges, whatever it is. I've actually even learned to even self-coach. And it just has impacted not just in me being um, a professional. Personally, in my life, it has also just continued to help me face all the challenges that I didn't think I could surmount. I think one of the aspects that I, I really appreciate about coaching is 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 the way that it it intentionally seeks to focus in on the things that scare us uh you know you talked about li- limiting beliefs and, and and understanding them beyond just being afraid of them but the impact that they're having and how things need to change they need to shift so that you can actually break through that wall of fear and and still move forward with what the, with the things that you want to do, um, and all the self coaching stuff that you talked about as well certainly resonated with me. It, it's a really powerful space to operate in, um, and um, I know you talked about Nigeria, and uh, we, we're still in our infancy here in terms of people accepting this as a way to, you know take on board and, 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 and see change for themselves. But I think softly and softly we're, we're getting there. I mean, you're, you've been a driving force um, as part of the uh, International Coach Federation chapter here in Nigeria who have been doing really great work. And um, I know that you also run your own uh, coaching school where you actually uh, get individuals certified as coaches. And, and that's an amazing thing to be doing. What, what is it that you find is the biggest hurdle as an individual leading, or certainly one of the individuals uh, leading an organization like that, and really engaging with the public and convincing them that this is a profession that that's that's for you, even though we are still very much at the infancy in terms of its take up here in Nigeria. What's your view on that? Hmm. That's a good one. I'm trying to think of which, there are quite a few challenges that I've experienced. Um, but I mean, just to, but I, I have to say, just, you know, 
you know, speaking to, and I'll come to what you just asked me, just speaking to even the infancy, I feel like even in Nigeria, we've, we have come quite a, a way. Because um, I remember some years ago, we went to an organization to talk about coaching. And one of the things that one of them, one of the leaders, an HR leader had said, ah, that's a nice to have, you know, and I'm like, okay, he really doesn't get it. So, but now that was about five or six years ago, but now people are now, organizations are now asking, okay, so tell me more about this. And the indigenous organizations are asking, um, a few of them are asking for that. But I think some of the challenges that I have seen um, is the, you know, the oversaturation or is, do I say oversaturation of, of unqualified coaches? So you have people who haven't gone, you know, so like, I'm sure your, you know, your training was rigorous. Mine was rigorous at minimum. So most coach training programs, especially those that are accredited and certified by the uh, International Coaching Federation, they are at least, you know, you know, most of them about six months. And even if it's less, it's very rigorous, very intense training. And there are people that haven't done the training or have gone for like a day's course or maybe have read a book on coaching and would call themselves professional coaches because maybe they are trainers or something and or pastors. I mean, then forgive me, you know, but they would call, call themselves coaches and they, um, it might not go, the sessions might not go as well as planned and that kind of puts people off. That's what I've seen. And, you know, I've heard somebody say, oh, this person is, oh yeah, everybody's a coach, you know? So it's like, it doesn't, the value of it is not really seen because there are too many people that call themselves coaches and are not really, and have not gone through the profession, the, the professional training. Um, then also, I mean, another challenge I've found is because it's, um, I know that when I've had to work with some individuals in organizations, you know, there's a challenge that we all have with mental health here. And I feel that when people are assigned a coach, there's the perception, at least initially when I first started, uh, there was a perception that there's something wrong with me. This person is coming to fix me. So there was a misunderstanding of what coaching actually was and is. So I think that was, um, was a challenge for some people to take. And they didn't see any really, if you're, you know, if you're trying to get, you know, there's no, it was difficult to also measure you, the impact, measure the return on investment. So they're just, and I'm talking from the organization perspective, because I am an, a corporate coach. So I work with a lot of organizations. So there was also that challenge of tracking, how am I sure that this coaching is impacting the business as a whole. There was an individual that my that we coached in an organization and there was a shift, there was a transformation. But then um, one of the managers was like, ah, are we sure that this is real? You know, so it's how we show that it's actually as a result of the coaching. So sometimes there is that, mm, are we sure? But the thing, interesting thing is they're actually coming back for more opportunities to, to coach. So um, it's growing. It, it does. And I, I do agree with you because I, I certainly have heard you've been doing this, like you said, for the last seven years and uh, uh, things have certainly moved on. Obviously, we want them to move on some more, but there has been some progress. And so um, I think I think COVID and, 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 the, and the sort of environment that that uh, created has also helped in some way to uh, pivot people pivot people's attention towards the benefits of things like coaching and um you know we, we've always been there the profession has always been there adding value but but uh, i think what we have found 
as with so many other things um, uh, in the world today, is that actually coaching is one of those things that can really, really add value to people. So we, we hope to see a lot more of that. What is the big message or the key message, should I say, that you would be putting out to the public about what it is that they really need to know and understand about coaching for them? I mean, what I would always say is just experience it first, you know, before you make any judgment. So, I mean, one of the hashtags that we, that you know, in ICF that we always push forward is experience, hashtag experience coaching. And I just, you know, especially with, you know, I, yeah, ICW is the weekend. We offer, you know, pro bono coaching. So, I mean, people offer coaching. I mean, and it's not, it, it's not a remedial effort. First of all, it's not a remedial effort. A, a great way, I mean, to put it is that it's moving you from functional to optimal. It's just making you, you know, helping you, you know, be your true self, unleash your potential. You, everybody, one of the philosophies or principles that we teach in my program is that, you know, people are fundamentally adequate. So you have everything within you to be who you can be, but there's just times, especially even with, you know, with COVID, with so many different things, so many challenges that, we are blocked. We find ourselves trapped. And so what the coach does is just to help to, you know, put, you know, a different pair of glasses on, help you see things differently. And that's what the coach is there for. It's not to, um, we don't, we're not there to tell you what to do because you know what to do. It's your, you know, there was a saying that my sister once said that uh, only you know the oceans in which you swim. So you only know. You know I love it. You know? <laughs> and it's only... And it's only you. So, I mean, I can't tell you what to do. So you are the one. And so it's just, we're just creating that space, that silence, that safety for you to be able to open up. But it's the first things first, just experience it. And then you can make your judgment. You know, I, I was paired with a client, um, with an organization, and I was paired with a client and he wasn't responding to my calls. He was, you know, very silent. And I sensed there was some resistance. So I sent him a message and I said, look, just experience it, you know, and then, you know, I understand that there might be some concerns and that it might be a little bit resistant. It's understandable, but just experience it. Let's meet, have a 30 minute conversation, experience it, and then we can take it from there. Then you can make a decision. And I mean, he, he did respond. We haven't had our meeting yet. So, I mean, I don't know yet, but I mean, but this was somebody who hadn't been responding to any of my messages, any of my calls, nothing. But then when I sent that message, he did respond and was quite apologetic. So I think that even created some kind of shift in him. So um, I think it's just experience it, um, read it, read about it. There's so much information now. I mean, well, especially, on, you know, ICF is doing a great job. ICF Nigeria is doing wonderful in putting the message out there. And um, continue to experience it. And I one, one thing I, I love is that multinationals, yes, are doing a great job because they're, you know, their other companies, their headquarters are bringing coaching in and so on. And I would always encourage, if they're seeing the impact, I would always encourage, you know, local businesses and, you know, indigenous to, to try it out, you know. What do you do for fun? When you're not working, there are not a lot of theatres that are open and, and still allowing people to, and, and most of the time we're scared anyway. What are you doing for fun? That's a good question. Um, I watch TV. I actually watch a lot of TV. Well, and this is like mind-numbing TV sometimes because there's so much misery in the world. So like reality shows, I tend to watch some of them. Um, you know, my guilty pleasures. But um, I do enjoy, you know, 
I've decided this year, I actually decided that I was going to actually read, you know, a lot more. I wasn't doing much of that before. So, a, a, you know, social, you know, a nice fictional novel and an, also an educational novel. I tried to do that at least one book every month. That's my mission. That's my plan. So far, it's where what we're in May. I've done four. So I think I'm also somewhat on, on track. Um, so, yes, I do a lot of listening. I do a lot of audiobooks because I'm not much of a reader. So I enjoy listening. So um, I do a lot of audiobooks. And what else? I um, I, I want to get a pet, but I you know this takes a lot of energy. So I'm not sure if I want to do that yet. So just, you know, I love food also. I have a very good friend that we go out for breakfast you know, once a week, and that's my favorite meal of the day, actually. So that's those are pretty much my fun things. You can support the Time with Flora podcast by becoming a patron. As a patron of this podcast, you will be entitled to benefits including one-to-one catch-up time with me, mentoring and coaching. To become a patron of this podcast, go to www.patreon.com slash time with Flora, one word. That's www.patreon.com slash time with Flora. Thank you.